This is Tailgate Ted, and you're watching Ref the District. Greetings and salutations. Welcome to Ref the District. This is our After the Whistle programming where we go beyond the sports. And today's guest might not need an introduction for our Commanders fans because it is none other than the executive chef of the Hale Barbecue Crew inducted into the Pro Football Ultimate Fan Association in 2014 and also inducted into Tailgating Hall of Fame in 2016. It is none other than Tailgate Ted. Welcome to Ref the District. Thank you for joining us here today on After the Whistle. I want to ask you, like, how do you go from being a fan of the the Washington Redskins way back when uh, when you were inducted here to to this level of fandom where you're being inducted into the Pro Football Ultimate Fan Association and also the Tailgating Hall of Fame? How does that happen? I'd say a little bit of luck, uh, a lot of wasted money on football games, <laughs> and uh, some blood, sweat, and tears along the way, throwing, uh, I don't know, how many tailgates and feeding how many thousands of people out at FedEx Field. Yeah, so I wanted to get a little bit into the tailgating aspect of it, but before we get into all that, let's talk about your uh, your fundraising that you do a lot of fundraising for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, along with uh, your friend and friend of the show as well, Julia Donaldson. Tell us how you got into that and why that's a that's a, a big motivation or a big thing that you do outside or, or connected to the tailgating as well. Uh, great question, Stoner. And uh, Julie's actually mad at me right now. Uh-oh. We hung out Saturday night at the LS Gala, and – my team beat her team. And oh. She's, uh, you know, a friendly little back and forth. You know, Leukemia Lymphoma Society. Something about the tailgate that a lot of people don't know is I throw it to raise money for charities around the DMV. It has mm-hmm. nothing to do with anything other than that, where I choose different charities and different organizations that need help. And this time, LLS reached out to me. They know my connections around town media-wise. They know the things I've done in the past. And they asked if I could help them with their mission. And that mission this year at the gala was to raise $3 million over 10 Mm. weeks. And I'm happy to say that it was a success. We successfully raised $3.3 million for leukemia lymphoma. And more importantly we brought awareness to a disease that has a cure for those out there. Hmm. And the commanders allowed me to host a swab event at FedEx field during the draft party where, you know, I, I can't thank, you know, John Kime, JP Finley, you know, some of those credentialed media members enough Mm -hmm. for allowing me to go on their shows because We're trying to find people to join this leukemia donor registry. And a lot of people don't know that it's as simple as a cheek swab for Mm. 10 seconds to get added to this registry where you could save someone's life by giving plasma. That's That's as easy as it is. Hmm. On top of that, last year, I collected items for Afghanistan refugees in the past, Hurricane Harvey victims, 
I do a big winter coat drive, blanket drive, sock drive. You know, the tailgate is really kind of a nonprofit arm of my fandom, if you will. Hmm. That's impressive. Now, now I know, you know, reading up some of the stories here, you don't necessarily do this, this all yourself. You have some help. Is there any way some of our viewers might be able to assist, even if it's just, you know, finding out where you're going to be doing the next big thing, the big, big way that they can get in there. You mentioned a coat drive coming up in the winter, of course. So where can they find you in, in this kind of way to assist you in your journey to give back to the community? Well, you can find me on all your social medias at Tailgate Ted. The tailgate itself, I've been in the same spot at FedEx since she opened. They've been trying to get me to move to the red zone, but I won't do it. <laughs> I'm in the orange G lot, and I know those are being recolored. So I don't know what they're going to be recolored to, the exact location I'm in, but hailbbq.com is my website. And there is a crew behind me. The crew has dwindled, much like our fan base. So I'm always looking for, you know, maybe new rookies, if you will, to step up that have the same fandom that we all have that, you know, are on the show with you guys and that listen, but mm -hmm. also want to give back to the community because I've had a lot of friends that have played for the then Redskins, now commanders over the years. And, you know, Ryan Kerrigan's a friend and Ryan did a lot for this community, but he's no longer here. We shouldn't have to rely on players to give back to our community. That should be our jobs because we live here. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking for fans that have that same mentality that, you know, want to give up a couple of hours on a weekend to throw, and I'm biased, but the best party at FedEx Field that yeah. is undefeated regardless of how this team is. Yeah, absolutely. So, so let's get to the tailgate stuff, right? How did you go from a fan of the team? Uh, for some people who don't know, your your father was a season ticket holder, or not a season ticket holder, on the season ticket list for a long time, and you became a season ticket holder. How do you go from being a season ticket holder fan to being Tailgate Ted? Everybody knows Tailgate Ted. How do you go from, from point A to point B? Well, Stoner, you just got back from the Philippines, man. And you know the hospitality of my people. Oh, absolutely. We are very welcoming. So I can't turn someone down that's wearing burgundy and gold when they're walking down Arena Drive into that game and they said, that smells good. Can I have some? So my name came up on the season ticket wait list the year my father passed away. It was his last gift to me at that point. And the team said, how many tickets do you want? My answer was, how many can I buy? I got mm -hmm. as many tickets as I could at the time, which I believe was 10. Had 10 season wow. tickets spread out throughout the stadium. And I had a small little tailgate that went from the 10 of us and slowly but surely grew from one small grill to two to six grills to 50 people. Mm -hmm. And my record at a tailgate is 750 people that we Oof. have fed wow. on a game. Yeah. So over the years of just being a fan and of never turning anyone away, unless they're wearing silver and blue, you can come hang out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you gotta you gotta draw the line somewhere. Oh right. yeah, we got morals here. <laughs> well, <clears throat> pardon me here. You've uh, you've mentioned 
you know, the, you know, you were, you're a fan, you've been fan through the good years, the bad years. Obviously we've had a couple decades here where our franchise hasn't been uh, at the pinnacle of greatness. Uh, what do you think as you've kind of been there in lot, the orange G lot for as long as you have over the years and you see the fandom, what, what's the experience for you, especially as they've gone through, you know, the Washington football team and now, their new name, the Washington Commanders. What's that been like for from your perspective? How much time we got? <laughs> we got no, all the time we need. Time you want. <laughs> it's frustrating. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I, I am first to call this team out. Well, not first, but I, I'm definitely one to call this team out when things have gone wrong. And mm-hmm. the fan base has dwindled. And I don't blame other fans for not showing up. You know, there are times when I'm out there And I just got done feeding a couple hundred strangers that some of them didn't bring any items to donate, but because I'm not turning them away, they just ate all the food. And I've got a couple herniated discs in my back and I'm packing up the van before kickoff. And I look and think, why am I doing this? Because Mm -hmm. our fans aren't even showing up anymore, but I have faith, blind faith, but I have Mm -hmm. faith that it's going to turn around. And when it does, it's going to be that much sweeter to know that we never left. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, yeah. There's something to that, that, that you go through uh, my story real quick is that I've only been a fan of this team since around the year 2000. So I've only known the, the losing. I, I wasn't around for the, for the Super Bowl years. So you're right. So when it comes to, when it does finally happen, it's going to be glorious. It's be going well to be it. better for those who have stuck through it. And you're right. You, you ha- you crit- we criticize this team when things go bad because that's what you do when you're a fan. So it's not that big of a deal. But but I want to get – you dropped the name Ryan Kerrigan. In your phone right now, who is the most famous person that you have in your phone? Not <laughs> named Ryan Kerrigan. I guess it just depends on, you know, what your cup of tea is. I mean, I could probably reach out to Joe Theismann right now. Wow. You know, Brian Mitchell. I mean, I've been doing a lot of charity work for this team over the years. I've been a fan of this team for the over the years. You know, Brian, yeah. he signed a Redskins helmet for me for the Leukemia Lymphoma charity auction. And Brian said one thing to me and said, your family, whatever you need, I'll do, no problem. Mm-hmm. And to hear that from someone that, you watch growing up as a kid that you can now call a friend. And yeah. there's a saying that says, don't get close to your heroes. Hmm. That couldn't be more incorrect when I talk hmm. about some of these gentlemen that I've gotten to know over the years. Like Doc Walker, you know, is a good buddy that, you know, I can sit there and listen to Doc talk for hours. Yeah. I'll probably run through a wall before he's done speaking and I'll do it again in a heartbeat for that man, because, you know, I saw him as a hog and I've got to know him even more so as a person behind the scenes that it's just something that we don't get to do really as fans, but the tailgating aspect, the charity aspect has allowed me to do. Hmm. Well, you mentioned, you know, your biggest tailgate was 750 people, but what is the most memorable tailgate story you can share here? Most memorable might not be the most PC right now because of the news, (laughs) but uh, 
all of a sudden a tour bus pulls up, two tour buses pull up and you're not allowed to get a bus in. So I'm also the first fan captain for then the Redskins, now the commanders. So I started a neighborhood watch program with the team to really police ourselves. Hmm. I've got direct access back to the command center. So next thing I know, a tour bus pulls up. They're not coming in the wrong spot, in the right spot. I'm getting ready to text them to let them know, hey, you might want to send someone out here to take care of this. Mark Rippon walks up hmm. with two busfuls of people, said, we heard that this was the place to come hang out. Wow. So you're supposed to register so I know how much food to buy. Yeah. So food doesn't go to waste, and I know how much food to buy for everybody. How can I tell our Super Bowl <laughs> champion MVP quarterback that, no, sorry, yeah. you and these 100 people cannot hang out here. I mean, that, that's that's impossible. That's one I will never forget. And I saw him at the draft party at FedEx Field just a little bit ago, and I brought that story up to him. And he remembered coming out there that day. And it's it's one yeah. memory that, you know, will always be etched in my mind. One of the things that you do with your tailgates is you – you style the menu based on the opponent that week, right? So upcoming game one, week one, home game, you've got Jacksonville. I'm from Jacksonville, okay? <laughs> Let me just say, there's no kind of special food from Jacksonville. So I have no idea what you're going to come up with for week one in Jacksonville. Do you Have you already started planning that? I have. I have. I was actually, I, I do some stuff with Fox five here locally in the DC area. Yeah. And one of the anchors asked me that question the morning I was on after the schedule release. And you now I asked him if he knew where to get some Gator and his <laughs> other half <laughs> is from Florida. Yeah. And oh, they okay. sent me the contact information for a gentleman that has some Gator that he's going to send me. All so right. that's going to be one of the items on the menu. You're nice. just going to have to show up week one to find out the rest. Yeah, and Gator's oh, real good. You're definitely going to want to make it to that one. Speaking <laughs> of stylizing the meals, the, the Washington Commanders announced themes for each of the home games this year. <laughs> uh oh. Is there anything like you're going to try to tie it in with the themes? Like there's the whiteout, there's the blackout. Is there, is there any kind of ties that you're looking at uh, for that now that the themes have been released? I'm probably not going to tie anything into those themes other than the one that's going for uh, the I think Pride Night that they're also doing, where we might maybe do a dessert with Skittles. I'm, I'm not happy with what they're doing with the whiteout game. I think it's mm. poor planning on their end. Because Interesting. Isn't that the Cowboys game? It is. It's the final game of the season, week 18. And mm. that's January? Yeah. I don't own a white coat. <laughs> so I, I don't know about you guys but i don't own a white winter jacket and i'm not going to buy a white winter jacket and i could have sworn that the cowboys jersey is also white depending on which one they have True. so mm -hmm. why would you choose that game to be a whiteout game i don't get it but hey that's just me so <laughs> New uniforms, it's probably just they maybe didn't quite think it quite the way that you thought it through. Mm -hmm. uh, it will be interesting to see how those games go. Uh, but, yeah, it's, uh, it's nice. Uh, the nice support there for the, the Skittles on the, the dessert, I think, is a nice touch there for their, their pride night. The, you know, we talked now about the tailgating, the, the, the fundraising and everything. When you get 
into the games which is which has been your favorite game you've been to them all since 2001 right that's when uh, yes. uh your, yeah, your season tickets started uh what's been your favorite game that you've attended i'd have to say the game to beat the cowboys for nfc east coolest three touchdown game i mean mm. that's that was the loudest i have heard fedex field ever mm. And it's something that I hope we can get back to. But yeah, I'd have to say that game because we dominated them mm-hmm. just from whistle to triple zeros. There was yeah. nothing they could do to stop us. Well, let, all right, here's a question for you. So I'm Jason Wright. I'm calling you on the phone. I say, hey, tailgate, we don't know where to put the stadium. Where, <laughs> where, tell me, you tell me where to put the stadium to make it easiest for you and your tailgating machine that you put together, where are you putting the stadium? So Jason and I do go back and forth, and we have each other's numbers, and I have sent him text messages, and I have sent him ways, screenshots of where it should not go. And (laughs) uh, that being Woodbridge, Virginia, I grew up there. So I'm not trying to knock Woodbridge. I've got family that lives there. You know, it's a nice location. And I don't want this to be about my tailgate. I want this to be about fans and what's going to be easier for fans to get to and what's going to make the most sense. And Mm -hmm. to me, knowing that DC is not an option because Congress is suck on stupid, it should go to Landover. Mm. They are dedicating $400 million to fix the infrastructure. They're going to put the stadium, what, I think it's uh, three quarters of a mile away from the metro. The developers mm-hmm. that built One Loudon are dedicating $1 billion to developing the same type of complex out there. So the FedEx that we all know now, that we all loathe now, will not be the same FedEx come 2027, 2028. Because mm-hmm. this is happening. This transformation is happening regardless of a stadium being there. So mm-hmm. imagine how glorious it would be for us if the stadium was there once this came down and Hmm. to add to that and not to make this a bash Schneider session, but Dan has not built a successful football team since he has owned it. What makes Virginia or fans think he's going to build a successful Metroplex or whatever he wants to call commander town. Mm -hmm. I don't have faith that that's going to go well. I want true professionals that do this for a living, like the ones that develop one Loudon to build it. And -hmm. then you, Mr. Snyder, who has 200 acres, come here. And maybe that 200 acres will help keep down the cost of my PSL. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's absolutely fair. Now you mentioned earlier, you're, you're in the orange lot G, but they can't get you over to the red zone, new stadium. They're going to be able to convince you to get to the red zone lot then, or are you going to have to, you're going to try to get as close to the, your home orange lot G that, that the, whatever it'll be called in the new, uh, you know, commander's park. So I'm assuming this stadium is in Landover, not Woodbridge. Cause if we're going, yeah, to we're going to go with, we're going to go with, with what you, your, the scenario just landed out there for us. Then at that point, I'm going to text Jason and we're going to build a tailgate, just area like other teams have mm. because tailgate that's only. What, I don't want to say tailgate only, but I've traveled to 20 NFL stadiums. Uh, I'm not quite rally captain, 
my partner on the mess hall. Mm-hmm. But, you know, came, came back from Allegiant Stadium, was out there for the Raiders game, and I've got friends in the black hole. The tailgate environment that they have there with all of those people all lined up together, it's just, it's amazing to see and amazing to witness. And mm. if we could replicate that around, I'm sure you guys remember that moat that they wanted to put around the stadium. Mm-hmm. Right, right. If we could have a tailgate moat, if you will, uh-huh. around the new commander's dome yeah, to build yeah. little mess halls all around that all connect to each other. That to me would be perfect because the enemy would have to come through us before they actually get in and mm-hmm. we'll intimidate the hell out of them before they walk mm-hmm. in those gates. Yeah. And you mentioned that. And before we let you go, we did want to ask you that question about, um, about your new podcast with rally captain, the DMV mess hall. Can we see the fancy mic here. Yep. Yep. So what inspired that? And, and that's pretty new. How's it going so far? So it's going well, it's going well. We've had, uh, you know, episode two comes out this Wednesday, but going back to your question, Stoner, on what inspired it, I used to have a, I was on Fox five twice a week. I was on NBC sports, Washington, uh, once, if not twice a week, I had a show at the NFL PA COVID happened. It changed Mm -hmm. the world for all of us. Mm. I miss it. I miss it a ton. And I love DC sports. I love this team. 1067 The Fan has told me to not call in as much. I'm just kidding <laughs> on that. But, you know, I, I, they only give you so much time to talk. Yeah. And you guys have to something to say. I got a lot to say. Yeah. So, figured I'm all in on the rebrand. I'm a commander now. I love to cook. Rally was actually former military. We decided to go with the mess hall. We're going to talk about sports. We're going to talk about food when the time comes. We're going to talk about the commanders and we're going to talk about other DC sports because I'm also a capital season ticket holder. I also go to Wizards games and the Nats from time to time when they're not depressing mm. me. So, mm, you know, yeah, yeah. looking for a all. Well, yeah. they did win just a couple of years ago. We're going to hold on to that uh, last full season champions uh, in, in my book. So we'll, uh, we want to thank again Tailgate Ted for joining us here on Ref the Districts After the Whistle. The executive chef of the Hale Barbecue Crew is inducted into the Ultimate Pro Football Ultimate Fan Association 2014, also the Tailgating Hall of Fame in 2016. Tailgate Ted, thank you for joining us. And until next time, be a fan. Hey, it's your boy, The Stoner on Ref the District. If you get a chance, check out some of our other stuff here that you see there. And always, always hit that subscribe button and the notification bell so that you are aware every time we go live, which is, of course, 7.30s Wednesdays. Check us out then and check us out anytime. Until next time, be a fan. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.